Isa Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Monday Simpoisi streaming to you from the Gerigal land of the Eora Nation. My name is Ira and I am just about to start a call to dancer and choreographer Emma Harrison to talk about her Sydney Festival performance Wolverine, showing throughout this week from Wednesday 10 to Sunday 13th of January. This solo dance work explores critical notions of gender, power, class, the pervasiveness of feminine archetypes in our stories, and the repercussions of those tropes on women's bodies. And we are about to hear all about it from choreographer and dancer Emma Harrison. Emma, do we have you on the line? Hi, yes, you do. Hi. How good morning and how is your morning so far where are you joining us from on this call what surrounds you as you speak to us Um I'm also joining from Gadigal country I'm currently in my house and I have a had a cup of coffee and some toast this morning Um I'm surrounded by lots of lovely plants and yeah the furniture in my house before I head off to rehearsal And are you normally an early riser is the morning uh, the time of your day or are you more of um, an evening person or something in between Um I think I'm someone in between I'm definitely not a morning person and I'm definitely not an evening person so I'm kind of restricted to this middle of the day period that's where I feel my most myself but I can uh with some discipline be either Mm. And you're mentioning that you're about to head to a rehearsal so you are currently fully in rehearsals for the coming premiere of your solo work Wolverine. So if you were to describe this work to us in a few words what would be uh the words that you would use? Uh uh transformation um eruption and uh the interplay between rage and joy mm and in terms of overarching theme or uh concept that inspired this work yeah uh so it came out of uh this idea of um survival so uh the original image was the i was telling a friend about putting keys in between my fingers to walk home at night and his kind of disbelief that this happens and so from there it became the image of the keys as opposed to it being a survival mechanism that it became this point of transformation into uh something other something bigger than yourself um so into Wolverine and this idea that that uh like mythical creature this werewolf this wolf creature um lives kind of dormant in us once the idea comes to you something like this what happens next what are the next steps in um developing this idea do you go straight into the studio to physicalize it or do you do more of a study and read books or watch films or research the other material Yeah, I I kind of flip between the two. Um I feel very uh like I need to explore what the original images or the very first kind of uh textures or sensations I really try and put them into my body before I 
go heavy into the research um, just to, I guess, get that instant through improvisation, but this kind of, yeah, what it is to physicalize those things and where they sit in what parts of my body or how they manifest. Um, and then from that, I get a bit more of a clearer idea of where where I want to go. And that's when I go really nerd out on uh, research. So I've read lots of books about werewolves and like been watching different films and yeah, kind of exploring all these different folk and mythology things, um, talking to friends, talking to people about their experiences. Um, and yeah, and then I kind of go between writing, like I write lots of text um, and draw from the text different tasks and things for myself to put physically on the floor. What would be an example of something that comes to the page? Uh, so sometimes it's um, stream of consciousness. So it's just words or um, I guess like the emotions that it brings up for me and kind of just like following that tangent. But um, a lot of the time it it ends up being like between this kind of anecdotal way of writing or like uh, remembering a story from my own life or bringing that out. And then, um, yeah, it ends up sitting somewhere between like poetry, spoken word and narrative, um, whether that's fictional or um, from my own life. And does that text then find way into the work? Yeah, um, in this case, it has made its way into the work as text, but um, a lot of it ends up just uh, kind of feeding the physical or the other kind of elements of the show. So I'll pull physical tasks from it or different imagery from it that will make its way into my body or make its way into the sound or the lighting. Um, but, yeah, I think the way that I write feels very um choreographic like if I write with lots of different um textures and sensations and emotion like the things that I would do if I was dancing then that comes out in the text so it kind of can permeate into the other forms but yeah there is some text in this show <laughs> Mm, maybe we'll come back uh, to that a bit more a bit yep. later. But I'm also wanting to come back to something that you said that you explore where it sits in your body. And so I immediately thought literally about the location of the body where the work sits. And I'm curious, when you first initially went into the studio, where in the body did you feel the work the most? Where did it initiate in a way? Um, It definitely came from like the chest or the the belly like this kind of in inside to coming outside like it was this really deep um yeah like pulsing angry like I feel it, it came out of a place of um anger or eruption like um this kind of bursting out and yeah it kind of had that uh, yeah, through through my torso, this like deep belly feeling, but then yeah, it kind of like a little flame that then kind of gets out of control and sprays out through the other limbs. Mm. Um, yeah, but definitely, yeah, when you are telling some 
some story or telling somebody something that you're very like um emotive or like passionate about like I think it yeah came from that Mm. deep deep feeling deep belly feeling at the beginning you use these three words uh transformation eruption and then kind of transition from rage to joy and now you speak about this source of anger in your belly and your chest and then that wraps through the limbs into more of a joyous movement is that kind of where we are going um yes and no i i like to think that rage and joy can be interchangeable that there is joy in feeling rage i think particularly as a woman um our rage can be quietened or muted by the systems that we're working in and um yeah that there is a joy to being able to be angry (laughs) or there's a joy to being unbridled in your experience of emotion a sense of empowerment to be able to experience that emotion and you also uh, mentioned how you were drawing on films and cinema and uh, you have mentioned to me the other day that you actually studied film at one point of your life where you thought that maybe you won't continue dancing and how you're interested in bringing these cinematic influences into the dance that you make these days. So, yeah, speak mm-hmm. to us a bit about this, um, you know, transition into film and how that feeds into your practice nowadays. Yeah, I... I studied film because it felt uh, the most closely linked to choreography, like the way you compose a, a, like a scene or, yeah, using mise-en-scene to create a sense of atmosphere or tension or narrative. Um, and we do that in dance and we do that through choreography. And so, yeah, studying film was this real... I guess, extension of my dance practice um, when I started it. And it's definitely now that I'm working mostly in dance as opposed to film, but it's definitely those ideas of uh, what shifts in the foreground and the background or how you can highlight something that film gets to do so well because, you know, we have close-ups and we have different editing techniques to bring bring things into the, you know, viewer's mind or how we um, interact between two shots or things like that and how I can bring that into dance. And I think I love I love this idea of being able to layer different things to derive more meaning or to add to the meaning. So, like, having a sound effect or a sound something sitting over something like juxtaposing what's happening on the stage, which we get to do in film. And so, yeah, these kind of ideas of editing and mise-en-scene that I learnt through film into dance, like bringing it into dance and choreography um, really interests me. And I just also love the kind of fantastical nature of film and that is a lot of this show because I'm dealing with mythology and um kind of uh, these like larger than life characters or drawing from film characters like the femme fatale or um the villain like the disney character villain like bringing those bigger campier characters into the dance 
Mm. Does the work then have some kind of narrative or storyline, or is it more a montage of scenes, as you were speaking about, that we have in films? Uh, it kind of sits somewhere in between. I think you can definitely derive a narrative from it, but um, they also sit as, I guess, like episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there's kind of this, like, two storyline plot going at once and so what is like how do they meet each other or how do they sit alongside each other and whether you view them as that or not um is totally kind of left in the audience's hands Mm. and if you were to describe this work in terms of color if you would give it a color what color would it have Mm, I would say like a very deep blue. <laughs> um, it's, um, I guess, dealing in the myths of werewolves and mythology, um, there's a lot of connection to the moon and um, looking at these yeah, villains and um, characters that there's this kind of, um, uh, what's the word? richness um and like a deep deepness to it um so yeah i would say this like deep blue because it could be ominous but it can also be calming um yeah it it can be read as a few different things You're on ESA Radio 89.7 FM and we are in conversation with dancer and choreographer Emma Harrison talking about her solo work Wolverine, which will premiere as part of Sydney Festival this Wednesday, 10th of January. Emma, speaking about colour and the moon and you mentioned mise-en-scene and the way that we create an atmosphere for the work, one of the obvious ways to create this is light. So I'm curious how early on did you start to think about the light as a part of the work and uh, how did you work with your light designer on it? Yeah, I think... um the way I work um, in the studio, whether I'm alone or if my collaborators are there, um, I get very vivid images of uh, how I think it will look or feel like as I'm exploring it. And lighting definitely came into play uh, quite early in how I was thinking about these different um, textures or scenes. Um, and so I'm working with lighting designer Benjamin Brockman and they are such a visionary when, when um, coming into the space. So we had a lot of conversations early on about, uh, I guess, the, the world and where this sits because um, it's not strictly a dance work. It kind of sits between a few different forms and um, also, yeah, trying to create this, I guess, a cinematic uh, way of experiencing the work. Um, And so, yeah, they uh, came in to some early on, we had some conversations and then they were in the room for some early showings, um, yeah, where we kind of got to flesh out what it is to be a Wolverine and where, where that situates in terms of atmosphere and this this idea of the moon um 
which is very connected to women, but also very connected to werewolves and wolves um, and nighttime. And so, yeah, kind of creating this moon phase uh, lighting design that also creates a sense of uh, set in the work as well. So there's the way that the lights are on the stage and where I am in relation to them kind of created a, a set that moves with me. You have mentioned how it's not strictly a dance work, but uh, sits within a few other forms. What other forms do you have in mind? Uh, yes, I work with my voice um, a lot through uh, text, which I said before, but also through, um, I guess, singing and, and what it is to have an embodied voice or a disembodied voice. Um, so it kind of sometimes walks the line between being cabaret or like devised theatre or yeah it doesn't sit strictly in the land of contemporary dance which I really love I like that it's a bit more slippery mm. and in terms of text is this text kind of uh, a script or is it more poetic because you spoke that some of the things that you're writing in your uh, notepad at the beginning was poetry as well or a poem yeah, it I think it it definitely sits more in the the poetry land but said in a way that makes it script. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's 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 trying to evoke some imagery or to I guess what I was saying before about this like juxtaposing different things, it's like it's just one of those layers that can add to what my body is doing or what the lights are doing to, yeah, I guess, derive some more meaning or to offer a different entry point. Mm. And then uh, alongside the lighting, another design element is obviously a costume or costumes that you will be wearing. And you're collaborating with uh, Eliza Cooper, I believe, on making these costumes what were some of the conversations you had with her? What were you looking for in terms of um, what you will be wearing? Yeah, um, I am collaborating with Eliza. She's really fantastic. Um, the initial conversations were around uh, how to bring some of these textures that I'm working with in the physical body into the material form. So textures that evoke uh, different like skins or furs or um, I guess these other things from trans from this idea of transformation so the shedding of a skin or um, the bristling of fur and uh, like the slipperiness of like the, the tendons like wet tendons under skin so how how to bring in different um, textures into the costume that can heighten those things in my body um and yeah I guess using different layering of different um shapes and silhouettes to add to this idea of transformation mm. 
In terms of uh, transformation, uh, this was also a guiding principle that your sound designer was having while uh, they were or still are making the sound work. Their name is Amy Flannery, and it's actually a collaborator that you started working on very early on in the process, which isn't uh, all that usual that you would start that early on from what I'm understanding. Why was it important uh, for you to take Amy on the journey with you, um, metaphorically and literally, from the very early on yeah um amy and i started working on this really from the very start um and it was really important to me for the sound to be made at the same time as the dance because i see them uh as one and the same like i find sound so um integral to creating this atmosphere and also as I am working with my voice, using using that and being able to play with the uh, layering and also the like duplication of my voice through sound and then through the work, um, yeah, it was really important to kind of build that together from the start. Um, so yeah, I've had. Amy along for the ride um, this whole time, which has been fantastic. She's a really excellent collaborator and a really um, great sound designer and thinker. And she's also a dancer, so she understands the, I guess, physical body in relation to sound. Um, But, yeah, she's made some really great uh, soundscapes that – use the sound from the space wanting to play between what is what is pre-recorded and what is live and what is so what is real and what is not real or what uh what can be amplified beyond my physical body so yeah using using the sound that is being created in the space but then yeah transforming that into something other in, in the same way that I'm doing that with my physical body you're on ESED Radio 89.7 FM. Uh, this is Arts Monday Sympoesis, and we are talking to dancer and choreographer Emma Harrison, whose work Wolverine will premiere this Wednesday, 10th of January, as part of Sydney Festival. Emma, this is a solo work, which is a challenge to make, especially if you're choreographing yourself. And I'm imagining that in this process, it's really invaluable to have an outside eye. And one of them could have been Amy, who is, as you said, also a dancer and understands how dance is devised. But you also worked with a dramaturg. So I'm curious, what was uh, this process um, like? What does it mean to have an outside eye or a dramaturg with you? Yeah, I've been working with Miranda Ween as a dramaturg and an outside eye um, and she's been fantastic in, I guess, the ability to ask me to be clear with the trajectory. So I often, working solo or being in the studio alone, like the possibilities are endless. You can be in development forever. (laughs) I feel very strongly that the work is never, ever finished. It's always just in a state of development or a state of readiness at that time. Um, And with that comes tangents and, uh, I guess, yeah, infinite possibility. And so... Uh, having Miri as the dramaturg 
uh, she's been able to just keep asking asking questions and asking me to to know my why or uh, yeah I guess be clear on those images that I'm bringing into the space asking how I want them to land for myself and how how that is landing for the audience um, what what is the work doing what is its purpose um, and and am I what what am I bringing out that is doing that for me or what what's doing the work there um and yeah has been so fantastic in uh being able to watch watch me do the things and also to then ask more questions as as you know working solo like if I'm doing it then I have to then film it and watch it myself to give notes. So it is nice to have an extra pair of eyes in the moment doing it or me being able to ask her to step in and be me for a moment so that I can see what that is from the outside. So, yeah, I guess she's had this dual role as being the the dramaturg and somebody who's holding the concepts and the themes in her brain while I'm exploring how they manifest physically um, and she can keep asking me to bring it back or, or asking me questions to help uh, tether it to those things um, mm-hmm. while I'm doing it but yeah also offering me a chance to step out and see it um, which is really really important. And was the work always going to be solo from the very beginning? Have you ever entertained the idea to work with more dancers on stage? Mm-hmm. I think for this one it's always been solo. I think um, I've been exploring works that uh, I guess interrogating the systems that I find myself in in terms of gender and class um, throughout a long period of time. It's kind of been my area of interest in my practice and so I think, yeah, I've had this kind of foundation brewing for a solo work that that deep dives into this um but I do love making ensemble works and yeah there was I guess maybe like a a week of my life where I was like oh maybe this is multiple wolves and multiple uh multiple people embodying these creatures but um I think ultimately I have always known it was a solo work and uh Is the work, um, because it's solo, I'm also uh, curious whether it's tightly structured. It sounds like it is quite tightly structured because you speak about, you know, text and, and the scenes. <laughs> But given that there is, um, you know, you're by yourself on the stage, there could be some space for improvisation. So I'm wondering if you have left any space for that so you can still be making choices while you are performing in front of us. Yes, absolutely. I love the liveness of improvisation um, and, like you just said, this making choices. And I like um, that improvisation offers live transformation. And so I have, yeah, I have it tightly structured, but I have left lots of, yeah, lots of moments to be able to be in in the moment of it, improvising within the textures and the sounds and the uh building blocks that i have built 
The work is uh, premiering this Wednesday. You are fully in rehearsals. What are these last few days going to be like for you? Yeah, so I've got um, rehearsals this afternoon and then into the theatre tonight for teching and then I've got tech runs tomorrow and uh, dress run Wednesday ready to go. So it's kind of, yeah, all the all of the kind of magic part, the lighting and putting it into the space, um, which I'm really, really excited for. So uh, make sure to check uh, this work as part of uh, Sydney Festival, which has already started. Not this work, but the Sydney Festival has started. Uh, Emma Harrison's uh, solo dance work, Wolverine, will premiere on Wednesday night. That's 10th of January. And you'll have about four or five opportunities to see it all the way until Saturday, 13th of January. And you can head to sydneyfestival.org.au for more information and to purchase tickets, which are slowly selling out so make sure you don't miss on them emma thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule at the moment to tell us more about wolverine thank you for having me era you're on east radio 89.7 fm <laughs> Thank you.